Okay, are you ready? Yes. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your other host, Bailey. And, and it's spooky season! It's spooky season! I'm so excited. Welcome to the first episode of spooky season. You guys know the holiest of times for us. It's this so is exciting. Our holy grail is the month of October. We took a little bit of a vacay. And if you're a reoccurring guest here, you know what happens when I'm given extra time. Nope, I didn't spill. I almost spilled. I got so scared. When I'm given extra time, it means we get extra movies. Oh, my God. I didn't even know. That was a little spooky season surprise for me. Yeah, we're getting a double feature tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That'll be so exciting. Um, It's been a while. It's been a while since we've had really since we've had two movies i think so it feels like it. <clears throat> i've been thinking about you a lot because um the new dahmer movies out on netflix which i have not watched it's not a movie it's a mini series whatever it is i hear it's great i personally i don't know if it's because of this podcast i've had enough dahmer right. to last me a lifetime i watched it well only like the first two episodes it's a lot they're each like an hour yeah um it's very well done yeah i've heard good things yeah but i it's prompted people to then take a look at the other Dahmer movies. Mm -hmm. And it's been great to hear what people have to say about it. Like everyone says the Jeremy Renner one is hot garbage and they all like my friend Dahmer. And I'm like, yeah, I re-listened to our episode. Oh, you did? I did. How was it? It's so good. Okay. It's a great episode. Um, It's the episode where we made spill a rule. Oh yeah. Nice. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Is that the episode we were on mushrooms? That's Bundy. It's good. Y'all have to give it a listen. Yeah. It's, I mean, I knew Evan Peters was going to be the perfect Dahmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear he's really creepy. People are very concerned about him because he does such a good job. Yeah. As as it should be. Right. He'll be the next Christian Bale. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, so since we're already talking about past episodes. Yeah. Let's just get into it. Let's do it. Miss Panini. <laughs> uh-huh. From our Mother's Day episode 69, our second annual Mother's Day episode. Nice. She got 18 months in prison. What do you think about that? <clears throat> I have to remember what she did. She kidnapped herself. Oh, She's right. our gone girl. Yep. She's Panini. gone girl from NorCal. Yeah. Papini. 18 months? 18 months. Because basically what she's getting it for is like obstructing justice and lying yep. to cops, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't hurt anybody. She didn't she rob hurt anybody. Herself. You can do that all you want. Yeah. Uh-huh. 18 months. Uh, you know, I probably would have made it a even 24. I think that, that's what I, yeah. And uh-huh. I would have made her, I would have made her pay back the money. Oh, she better. That was spent on her investigation. Uh, right. And the money she was given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, to help her out or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. so I think she should have to pay all that back, and I think a, a good, clean 24 months, and then maybe maybe 24 months, because she's not going to serve all yeah, that time. Right. But then maybe, you know, a couple years of community service having to work in, like, battered women's shelters mm-hmm. so she can see that that is a real thing that happens to women, you piece of shit. <laughs> For real, though. Um, And then since we're talking about spooky season, we're excited. We still have to plan our date to go see... Halloween. Yes. But um, they've also been talking a lot about Scream 6. Oh, my Lord. This, I thought, was, I don't know, bizarre, kind of funny, kind of stupid. So Melissa Barrera, who's basically the new Nev Campbell, right? Mm-hmm. She was the older sister in the last one. Okay. This is her interview. She says, 
Scream 6 is 20 times more mortifying than previous installments. And I'm like, babe, I don't know if you're using mortifying. Mortifying? Like embarrassing? That's that's what I'm reading. That's how I read it. Yeah. Right? I'm she like, might have used the wrong word. That I don't know. So she says, it's awful because you see how in a city like New York, everyone's kind of doing their own thing and someone's screaming for help and no one will come to their help and no one will come for your help. And it's just kind of like that. <laughs> and I'm like, the bitch, what the fuck are you even doing in the movie? Wow. Like just a real deep. This isn't thought. selling it for me that the new Nev Campbell, because they wouldn't fucking shell out the change to bring back the legend. Yeah. Yeah. Is selling it by calling it mortifying. <laughs> yeah. This is like a real Florence Pugh situation right yeah, now. So I, that was just really. That was weird. In yeah. New York. Are we I, going to New York? I think so. I think they go to school there. We're going on the. We're taking this to the on the road. I don't know. She says like even in here. Um, she's like, I think I've already said too much. <laughs> I gotta be honest, because Scream's one of my favorite movies. I just, I'll always go see it. I'll oh, always pay to go see it. Of course, but, we're gonna go see it. I'm just saying this. No, is how, I know yeah. what I mean is it's just. It's so hard because the first one is so special to me and I yeah. love it so much. And some of the sequels are better than others. But at the end of the day, nothing's gonna, ever as good as the first no, one. No. No matter how mortifying it is. <laughs> uh, and something else that'll never be as good as the first, but I'm still really excited about. There is a rumor. A rumor. That McDonald's is going to bring back the Happy Meal bucket. Oh, my for God. For trick-or-treating. Now I'm excited. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Not only that, they're going to one-up themselves. They're making adult-sized Happy Meals. So you Fantastic. can get like a Big Mac or a 10-piece nugget. Mm-hmm, you still mm-hmm. get the fucking prize. Yeah. Yeah, because they know we need some joy in our lives. Yeah. Which one would you choose? Which one do you like the best? I, Pumpkin, Frankenstein, or Ghost? Oh, I, it's a witch? I want the witch. Yeah, I like the ghost. Mm-hmm. The ghost is cute, but yeah, I want the witch. Fantastic. So, but again, but definitely a part of our childhood. Yeah. Rumor has it. So hopefully if we all get excited about it, then they have to do it. Right. That's the theory. <laughs> Something else to be excited about. Rihanna is confirmed. For the Super Bowl. Confirmed. Are you excited about that? She hasn't done anything in a while. I just want to see her. That's why I'm not excited. I just want to see her. I don't want her to tank on live television, though. But I'm hoping because she took such a long break that she's ready. Yeah, maybe. It could go or she's way. rusty. Yeah, it could go. And she just had a baby. I know. She just had a baby. I know, but she's out at 3 a.m. like every day. <laughs> Take her walks around the city in her fucking heels. Yeah. Um, I cause you know me, I love Rihanna. I just want to see something from her. I'm a I just huge miss her. Rihanna fan. Well, I watch because I watch her makeup tutorials and stuff online, so I do see her, oh. but I know music wise. Um the problem is, is as much as I love Rihanna. She's just not ever been the best performer. Okay. So I'm a little nervous about how it's going to go. Because sure. I don't want her to. Ta- I want her to do really well. Okay. So here, That's fingers honest. crossed. I love it. We're going to hope for the best because okay. I do love Riri. Yeah. And I don't, you know, don't want her to take a hit. But we'll see what happens. You know where else she might take a hit? Mm. Is on her perfume because we're going to sample <gasps> oh, that shit Oh my tonight. God. Have you smelled it yet? Nope. Oh. You know I haven't. I'm so excited. Of course I haven't. I'm not wearing Wee. anything. I haven't touched oh, it. I love Riri so much. I really, hope her, I really hope her perfume smells great. Yeah, so hopefully that's not a miss. Rihanna. Uh-huh. Hopefully her performance isn't a miss, but something that is a miss. 
R.I.P. Coolio. I know. Uh, Jesus Christ. I know. And okay, so again, I think on the Dahmer episode, because I just re-listened to it, I think um, DMX had just died. So God what damn the it. fuck? Yeah. No, I know. And they say it was because of a heart attack. I wonder if there was like something else going yeah. on, but. Because he had like new music in the works. He had like performances lined up. He was, he was on hot ones a couple years ago. He's hitting it. So that was. That and was I work with a bunch of younger people who had no, no idea, idea who he was. And I, I told Nicole that because um, my boss is my age, our age. And I was like, oh, my God, Coolio died. And she's like, oh, no. And I was like, these girls are too young to understand. She's like, no, they know who he is. She's like, come on, you guys don't know that one song. And I thought she was going to do Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. And she's like, you know that one song, the uh, the one, two, three. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, no, if there's any gotta, Coolio gotta song that they're going to know, it's going to be Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> and they're both like, well, don't worry about it because we, we don't, don't know, know that song either. <laughs> Do they know who Michelle Pfeiffer is? Because I probably love, not. I love that she immediately showed her. She did. She did. She put out like a little tweet or something. Yeah, she absolutely did. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they don't know who anybody I is, know. babe. That's so <laughs> not <funny>. a person. <laughs> they don't know anybody. Oh man, <laughs> we're so old. So old. They don't give a fuck. What else is so old? What prop did I bring tonight for our movie this week? A ancient relic. It's that's l- a VHS tape. <laughs> Of our movie, which we haven't announced yet. No. But yeah, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of being so old, I was telling you earlier that we tried to watch Hocus Pocus 2 mm-hmm. last night. Hocus Pocus, the original, is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's in like the top 10 of my favorite movies. I love it. My kids love it, especially it my last youngest. Night and this morning. The original? Yeah. Yeah, my youngest, um, Zoe, that's her favorite movie. Anyways, I was skeptical the way I am about Rihanna doing the Super Bowl because I just knew that there's like no way you're ever going to be better than the first one. But you're not even going to like I didn't I was skeptical that they'd even come close. And so Zoe begged me to watch it last night and I none of us could finish it. (coughs) My oldest Kai tapped out first and left. Wow. Within 15 minutes. They're like, I'm out of here. And then Zoe made it a good half hour 45 into it and she's like i'm gonna go lay down. she opted to lay down in bed she's like i'm gonna go to bed and i'm like okay wow (laughs) and i tried and i actually didn't end up finishing it um it's just it looks so what i like about the first one this is a dumb thing to say about a disney movie about witches i am fully aware that this sounds stupid but the first one just seemed so like authentic and this one feels very fake like from the costumes to the wigs to the acting yeah. to the plot to everything just feels very forced. Okay. And the other problem is, and this isn't the actress's fault, but they're in theory supposed to be the same age that they were yeah. when they were frozen at the end of the last one. They're clearly not. It happened yeah. 30 years ago. Right. So instead of coming up with like a storyline that would explain them just being older, which I think is what they should have done. They just caked the fucking makeup on so hard to try to make them look younger. Yeah. When you're talking about women in their 60s and 70s. Yeah. And it's like, that's not fair, dude. Like, they it's don't not. look good. We're distracted because yeah. it's so heavy handed mm-hmm. and the wigs are so terrible. And it's like, just unfortunate. come up with a, a storyline loophole that would just let them play their own ages. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nope, so I had a couple of beefs much. with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Some people online really liked it. Okay. I will tell you a clever part I really appreciated. Okay. They 
the the two teenagers that accidentally who are like little baby witches mm-hmm. accidentally summon them and they're back right yeah. and so they go to eat the teenager souls and the teenagers convince them we're not teenagers they're like but you don't have to worry about luring children in nowadays we just put children's souls in products in mm-hmm. lotions and potions and beauty products mm-hmm. and you can just go get them and you don't have to do all this bullshit and they're like great take us there so they take them to a Walgreens and they're like they take them to the beauty aisle and yeah. like you want anything that says youth on it and so they find all this like like they even find like face moisturizer called like baby face yeah. and youthful whatever and they're putting on the like paper face mask like look it's a face and yeah. like they're they're totally into it they're eating it whatever so here's the clever part um, in this new movie, the old movie has happened. So the Sanderson sisters are more famous than ever. Oh, okay. We're in a world where everybody knows about them. And the original Hocus Pocus is a movie that exists in, in the, movie. the movie. So these three teenage girls come dressed up as the Sanderson sisters and they see the real ones. And they're like, oh my God, you guys' costumes are amazing. Let's take a picture. Let's take a selfie. And so they take a selfie with the women who just did all the youthful lotions and potions and stuff. And they show it to the sisters and and no, they have a filter on it. So they look gorgeous and they're like, oh, sisters, it worked. worked. It worked. We're beautiful. I'm like, that's That's very clever. That's a very clever tie in to like today's world. I like it. Mm -hmm. So there you go. There's something positive about Hocus Pocus, too. There you go. Got to add a little something sweet in there. We talk so much shit and we're so bitter. (laughs) I just, I'm, again, like Scream, I'm just such a big fan of the first yeah. one. Other than that, what else has been going on? Not a fucking thing. Like I said, I cut my finger open. <laughs> I've been working on lowering my cortisol levels. Mm-hmm. It's been going great. You told me you got a new routine. I did. I've been, I went back to walking in the mornings, which is something I used to do every day when I was a stay-at-home mom, and I stopped when I started working. Um... So I started doing that again, mainly for like circulation reasons, because being type one diabetic, our circulation can really like take a shit on you. Yeah. Um, I've been turning off my phone at night and just reading like regular books and I've been falling asleep almost instantly. And you said you're staying asleep. And I'm staying asleep mm-hmm. and I've cut back my drinking to usually just Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Podcast nights are the exception. Um, And I've been cutting way back on my caffeine and cleaning up my diet, and I feel a lot better. Yeah. Like, if you remember the last time we podcasted, I was like, I'm going to fucking cry. Oh, like, cool. I'm going to go curl up into a ball and cry. Yeah. Because I'm so tired, and I don't feel good, and this, that, and the other, and I feel really, really good. Yeah. Like, that. not just energy-wise, but I feel, like, happier. And like, just I simple, feel better. Simple little tweaks that you can add into your day-to-day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I suggest it. If you guys are feeling... I mean, it's hard to tell, because there's also outside factors in my life that were legitimately making me sad yeah last time it was a hundred million degrees outside and there were fires everywhere yeah then we had two weeks of amazing rainy weather and now we're back to like it's all right it's in the 80s it's summer and fall yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but no you know if you guys are feeling a little blue do some of those things Mm -hmm. it's felt it's helped a lot my kid had a fucking jogathon at school. And yeah, now, how'd she do? She did great. Yeah, she looked like she was ready to go. Mm-hmm. She looked so cute. Um, but now she makes me run up and down the street with her every good. night before bed. Good. That's a good thing. That's uh, what you guys wanted to have happen. I know. It's just so funny because it's like, all right, the jogathon's over, and she's like, yeah, but let's let's go do it anyways. And I'm like, huh? And she's like, yeah, let's go do let's go do a lap. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Why isn't she making her dad do it? 
No, she never makes him do anything. It's yeah, but he easy. seems like he'd be the type to really like want to go out there for a jog. Yeah, no, he's usually in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are kicking off spooky season. We are treating you guys to three episodes this month for the season. That's why we rearranged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we took a little break. Um, Tonight, I don't know if it qualifies as spooky, but I'm throwing it in there. Oh, it's spooky as fuck. Okay. Yeah. We're doing the tale, the legend of the Mothman of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And the movie, of course, is The Mothman Prophecies 2002. Richard Gere? Yes. Mm-hmm. I have seen it, but I don't remember much from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember liking it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you, did you already own that VHS? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know if you ordered it on. No, 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 no. On the eBay. I got that from like a Blockbuster or whatever. Yeah. Well, I've had it for a long time. I really enjoyed the movie when I was younger. I got super into the whole like superstition and all that. Really? Mm-hmm. You probably know more than me then. And then, um, that's, you know, I bought the movie and then watching it now as an adult, it's like, yeah, it's, it's spooky for sure. It's something that lingers. It's like a Slender Man or a Blair Witch or you I know. will say the Mothman for me, and it may be because I like I so I've seen the movie, I don't remember a ton of the movie. But I've heard a lot of Mothman podcasts. Mm-hmm. So for me, he's not even as he's not as creepy as like Slender Man. Right. Like to me, he's actually at least as the podcast sell him has never been like creepy but then i try to put myself in the shoes of Of the the people who encountered him and i go that would be scary as fuck and that is exactly where i'm coming from and that's where these movies come from it's like you're getting their point of view on the situation Mm -hmm. love it are you gonna tell us what our second one is are you gonna surprise us i'll tell you now okay so i'll tell you so for me mothman is probably like my fourth kind mothman prophecies yeah Okay. Right. Because you got so into that and then mm-hmm. you like really allowed yourself to like get absorbed into yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I did that with the Mothman. Okay. When I was younger, I felt like I really got absorbed by okay. like, because it's the people's like their interviews and shit and like the, the case files and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so because we had so much time, I had this done. Like I, it was yeah. easy. Right. I, I fucking own it. Like I knew this movie, no problem. But then lo and behold, the podcast gods send a notification to my phone via tubby <laughs> that says bailey don't miss this movie about to leave the site oh my god this week and what fucking movie was it i don't know i'm on pins and needles mothman <laughs> 2010 whoa uh-huh, which is the same year as last week or prior episode 77 all good things so we're gonna get a 2002 with actual known actors, if you're ancient like us, uh-huh. or 2010 with fucking nobody. Perfect. So, yeah, it's very exciting. Very exciting. Very different takes on the whole thing. And I love it because there's not a ton to tell about Mothman. Uh-huh. So, you know, before we kick things off, you already know our THC drinking game. Take a drink of whatever you're drinking, even if it's water. Anytime we spill something, we're not in the pod shed. We mentioned a past episode. We mentioned a badass big sister. We mentioned the show Monk or we cheers. Mm-hmm. So, well, here, light up your joint. That'll be your cheers. Cheers. Happy spooky season. <laughs> <laughs> Happy spooky season, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. 
Me too. All right. The Mothman. Man. Oh, I will say your daughter said that my yard was spooky. That made me very oh, proud. Oh, my God. She's like, yeah, some of that stuff's like scary. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I know. We're going to start. I'm going to decorate probably inside tomorrow and maybe hang some stuff. I got to find fucking spider web. Remember last year there was a spider web shortage? Mm-hmm. So I got to go find some spider web. But I'm waiting. I think my landscaper comes on Monday. So I'm waiting for one last mow. You got to get me my spooky blanket. I can get it for you. You can go get it right now. I know exactly where it is. It's I can't too tall physically too reach yeah. it, <laughs> but I can show you exactly where it is. Yeah. <laughs> you can get it. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. I can't read my own handwriting, so we'll see how this goes. Woo. In the small, sleepy town of Clendon, West Virginia, on Saturday, November 12th, 1966, in the middle of the night, five grave diggers have a weird, eerie feeling like they're being watched. They look up into the sky and see a large, shadowy figure flying around them. It looks like a human, but larger than a man and has like a dark brownish color to it. On November 16th, an article in a local newspaper has the headline, Couple Sees Man-Sized Bird, but they are not talking about the grave diggers. Mm. So this is not the first time in history that there have been sightings of a flying humanoid in the U.S. As early as the 1870s, a largish creature um, with wings, with bat wings, is seen flying above Coney Island in Brooklyn during the middle of broad daylight. So multiple witnesses. September 1880, there's a sighting. 1905, there's a sighting in California. Um, the sightings are rare and happen, obviously, years apart. And all of that is until November 1966. In the evening of November 15th, in the small town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is nestled right there in the foothills of the Appalachia Mountains. Oh, also discussed on our last episode because you listened to that podcast. Yep. Mm -hmm. Old gods of Appalachia. Mm -hmm. Two teenage couples are just driving around, not doing much. They end up at a thing that the locals call the TNT area, which is basically an old World War II like ammunition factory. Okay, But it's got a bunch of acreage. It's all abandoned Mm -hmm. and probably pretty spooky, I would imagine. For sure. Sounds like our kind of place. We would for sure go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's our place. When in the dark, the teens see two blood red glowing eyes staring into the car. They turn the headlights on and see what looks like a human, but it's at least seven feet tall. It's a grayish brown color. Of course, the teens freak the fuck out. Oh, yeah. And they peel off. They drive away. And then the creature unfurls its 10-foot wings and without flapping them, just shoots straight into the air and starts following the car via air. This reminds me of the movie in, like, the fields. Was, Was he a scarecrow? Not Jeepers Creepers, but yes. the other one. No, Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because no, what's the one with the semi-truck driver? That's, 
uh, candy cane or whatever. Yeah, what, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. yeah, because of the same way he moved so yes. fast. Mm-hmm. The same kind of movement. Well, not only that, mm-hmm. but the teens, because now he's following them. Mm-hmm. And so the teens floor it up to 100 miles an hour and he's keeping up with the car. Yeah. No problem. Right. For sure. Mm -hmm. And then he lets out a loud screech that's so painful that it hurts their ears. And they finally make it to town. There's no sign of him. They go straight to the sheriff and they're like, he's not going to fucking believe us. But here we go. However, for once, (gasps) the sheriff believes them. Mm -hmm. The sheriff had known these uh, teenagers since they were kids and he knows that they're good kids. So he believes them. Plus, it doesn't hurt that they have large claw marks on their car. Mm. So the sheriff then goes off to the TNT area and doesn't find anything. No trace, no footprints, no markings. Nothing's there. Mm -mm. But he he takes it seriously enough that he decides that he needs to warn the town. So he holds a press conference with the teenagers and kind of gives a public service announcement about this fucking creature. They love it. I love it so much. The news takes off like wildfire. Of course. This is huge news. All I would be talking about. For a small, boring town. It's the only time I would ever be interested in the news. Yeah. Takes off like, could you imagine you're in boring ass Point Pleasant and then next thing you know, you have a seven foot winged creature. I would be like the paper boy on the corner. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Right. Let's talk about it. Although the teens, you know, describe him as basically like a large man with wings, one of them, you know, makes a point to say he doesn't look like anything you would see on TV. He mm-hmm. doesn't look like a monster that you would see, like you what you would think of, basically. Yeah. He's like, it's nothing I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. But a copy editor at that local newspaper decided, nah, it needs some pizzazz. Oh. We got to put a little something on it. And is inspired by a Batman comic book character called the Mothman. He then dubs him the Mothman. Here we go. Done deal. A few weeks go by. There's more sightings of the Mothman doing the same shit, flying around. December 1st, 1966, two volunteer firemen see a large bird with red eyes. Um, He also chases another two couples in cars. I mean, it's just kind of going on and on. A biologist is interviewed and says, guys, it's probably a migrating sandhill crane. Duh. And all the locals are like, nope, it's a mothman. Okay. (laughs) He's here. He's real. He's terrifying. You didn't see his eyes. That's right. And everyone's all wrapped up in the hysteria of the mothman, which I just got. I wish I could have been there. I wish I could have been there so bad. Now we have lots of sightings, mainly all around the TNT area. So now locals believe that that's possibly his home. Mm -hmm. And all of the stories are pretty much the same. He flies around. He chases cars. He kind of thumps at their roofs. He does loud screeches. And the most telling thing is not only does he fly and fly very fast, like too fast for an animal to fly, Mm -hmm. but he does it without flapping his wings, Mm -hmm. which is a very interesting point. Again, jeepery creepery. 46 miles south of Point Pleasant is uh, St. Albans, Virginia, where Ruth Foster, a woman, a stay-at-home mom, sees the Mothman in her front yard. This is the first up-close sighting we have of the Mothman. She notes his huge red eyes, and she also says that he has no discernible mouth or nose. 
Uh, and he just, I think she goes to get her like brother-in-law to like investigate. And by the time they come back outside, he's gone. Between 1966 and 1967, over a hundred Point Pleasant residents have seen the Mothman. And if you haven't seen him, you know somebody who has seen him. The story spreads and it really takes up the interest of people that are like into like the supernatural. Mm -hmm. This includes one John Keel, Mm -hmm. who's a paranormal researcher. He comes on down to Point Pleasant to interview the locals and do some researching. He talks to reporter Mary Heyer, who before Mothman just kind of wrote about day-to-day stuff, just small town occurrences. But now she's pretty deep into the Mothman reporting Mm -hmm. and she takes it very fucking seriously. She totally believes the people that she is interviewing. And when she's being interviewed by John, she tells him that she keeps having these nightmares, the same reoccurring nightmare. And it's basically of like people drowning, Christmas presents like floating in water, but it's very ominous and it just leaves her with a very unsettled, foreboding feeling. Yes. Now, what piques John's interest is that he has interviewed another woman by the name of Virginia Thomas, who says the exact same thing. She's having the same nightmares and the same sense of foreboding. Yes. I want to say Virginia is one of the ones who saw Mothman, but I can't remember. But both women are like linked to him enough, whether Mm -hmm. it's I think Virginia is one of the ones that saw him. And Mary obviously has done just a ton of interviews with people. So this leads John to believe that the dreams are linked to the Mothman Mm -hmm. and also that the place that the dreams are taking place is the Ohio River, Mm -hmm. which runs through Point Pleasant And it runs under their local bridge, the Silver Bridge. More than 4,000 cars go over the Silver Bridge every day. And even more during busier times, like during the holidays. holidays. Because people are out shopping and eating and having get-togethers. So Friday, December 15th, 1967, people are doing just that. Getting ready for the holidays. Everyone's out and about. At 5.04 p.m., The traffic on the bridge is so heavy that it's at a complete standstill on the bridge. God, I fucking hate it. Living so close to the Bay Area. Oh, yeah, I have a real bridge problem. Every time. So people are sitting there waiting for the traffic to move when the bridge's cables start to snap with loud pops that Mm -mm. sound louder than gunshots. Mm -mm. The bridge then breaks in half and 32 cars with 64 people are thrown into the Ohio River. The collapse takes last takes less than 60 seconds to happen, but a total of 46 people end up dying, making it, speaking of the Bay Area, the deadliest bridge disaster in United States history. Yeah. So it was deadlier than yeah, the 89 earthquake. But still, like you said, to just be stuck and then to hear the pop Oh, I absolutely hate it. I, oh, it gives me chills just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I know. I I hate the idea of going over big bridges. In the Bay Area, you have to go over big fucking bridges. And you're like, ugh. And the tunnel. 
the tunnels. The tunnels. The tunnels bad. I don't like being stuck in traffic. And going under the fucking ocean. That's bad at the BART. Yep. The BART train, which is like the Bay Area subway system, Uh goes underwater. I don't know if the regular subway does that. You guys in New York, let us know. I don't know if the regular subway goes underwater, but the Bay Area's version of the subway goes under the fucking bay. Yeah. Which is horrific and then a horrific body of water nick and i for whatever reason think it's a fun game while we're doing these things so for instance there's one bridge we cross over to go see his parents where is you this can- going to be the zombie game yeah where you mm-hmm. can't see the end mm-hmm. so it's like well once you see the bottom if it's the apocalypse what do we do do we turn back yeah. <laughs> like, or if you're, you're not going to be able to no and if you're in the bart and you get stuck underwater Right? And it's zombie apocalypse. Like, it's just, oh my God, the whole thing. Just fucking take me out. Just take me out. I don't want to survive. So, yeah. These people on the bridge, pop, pop, pop. Yeah. It's present, present, present. One of our worst fears. I also, like, when we go over bridges, um, because, like, the Bay Bridge and the Golden Gate and stuff, they have, like, high enough sides that I do feel comfortable enough. Like, I don't. Quick. Like, I don't want to be stuck on them in case of a, an earthquake or whatever, yeah. but I worry about there's a bridge in the East Bay that you have to go over if you're going into the Bay Area from Northern California called the Benicia Bridge, which has no sides, but it's very high up above the water. Like someone jumped within the last. Oh, I don't know if they jumped or if they drove off the side like within the last couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, because there are no fucking sides yeah there's just like a little cement a little thing and then there's like a, a walkway yeah so there is something there but if but, you've got enough speed right and so i used to have to cross it all the time because my grandma lived on the other side of that bridge but um i would always drive closest to the wall because in my mind it's better like i feel like you would do you would be in worst shape if you're coming at the wall with speed Mm. versus if I'm already at the wall I probably just end up like grinding against it Mm -hmm. versus going at it with speed and flipping up and over that's where that's where my thought process goes so this is where we're at bridge people let us know in the comments (laughs) what's your opinion how do you feel how do you feel about bridges well these people don't like bridges very much after this Uh -uh. so Virginia and Mary now believe that the dreams were sent by Mothman as like a What's the word I'm looking for? Like a premonition? Premonition. That Mothman sent them a premonition. This is mainly due to the fact that he was seen soaring above the bridge the day of the collapse. Mm. Before the collapse, people saw him hovering around that fucking bridge. You know, rumors start to swirl. Is he like a sign of like doom like a bad sign like a grim reaper some people think he's the angel of death Mm -hmm. who's there to like but the angel of death thing i'm like yeah but people die all over the world all the time like are there multiple angels of death like why would he just be there just like the Nicolas cage movie with all the angels walking around (laughs) that's right um (laughs) then after this the mothman vanishes from point pleasant Ooh, but he doesn't vanish forever In April 26th, 1986, he ha- is rumored to have been seen by five control room workers at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant mm-hmm. um, the day, the days leading up to the disaster. Wow. They had okay. claimed to have seen a large bird with red eyes 
Other locals said that they saw him flying over Chernobyl right before the disaster. And in fact, he has a different name there. They call him the Blackbird of Chernobyl. Oh. He's seen, the rumor has it, mm-hmm. you know, take all this with a, Allegedly. a grain of salt. <laughs> he had been seen flying around the World Trade Center in the days before 9-11. Okay. And... Of course, almost 3,000 people died there. And I should say in Chernobyl, the death count, depending on what you consider someone dying from Chernobyl because of like the ongoing poisoning is basically 4,000 to 16,000 people. About almost 300 people die, of course, at 9-11. And there are multiple witnesses that saw him flying and even some got pictures of him, but they're too far away and too blurry. Of course. To be sure what it is. I mean, this was back in the day. They didn't have iPhone 13, so... Six years later, he's seen before another bridge collapse in Minneapolis. Uh, This bridge was built in 1967, the same year the Silver Bridge went down. Um, In Minneapolis, 13 people died on that bridge collapse. April 10th, 2009 in Chihuahua, Mexico. Not Chihuahua, Mexico. Not the Chihuahua cheese. home of our... Favorite cheese. The best cheese in the world comes the from Chihuahua. Cheese, period. That's right. I tell so many people Chihuahua cheese and no one knows what I'm talking about. And or now- they think you're full of shit. Yeah. They think you are just ta- like, oh, yeah, sure. Chihuahua cheese. Like, listen, I go to Mexico with a family who doesn't just go to Cancun, bitch. Yeah. Okay. They're we in drive there. around. They're we in Mexico. Cheese. And I can tell trenches. you about Chihuahua cheese. <laughs> the cheese. Get it. Delicious. It's everything. And it's so good that they promote it in Mexico. They'll yeah, be like, it's here's this omelet made with Chihuahua, Chihuahua cheese. cheese. We're like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. So, anyways, he's seen April two thousand nine in Chihuahua, Mexico. That year, um, shortly after the sighting, is when one of the worst swine flu breakouts in the world happened, and it like ravishes the town. 2016 he is seen again he comes back home to point pleasant no a guy driving sees him flying from tree to tree gets a picture of him you can look it up online (sighs) there is no tragedy that happens after this sighting but it is the 50 year anniversary of the silver bridge collapse and he has not been seen since Ooh. Meanwhile, Point Pleasant is really latching on to the Mothman fame. Good for them. 1975, of course, John Keel released his book about his findings and the Mothman prophecies. Um, Now, if you go to Point Pleasant, they have the Mothman Museum. They have a statue dedicated to him. And they have the Mothman Festival every year. It's a really big deal. My coworker Caitlin has been there. She's been to the Mothman Museum. So she cool. says it's super fun. I bet. It's really cute. I bet. And so what could the Mothman really be? Let's that's the end of the story. So what do you think he is? Here's the here's the ongoing theories. A lot of people believe the Sandhill Crane theory. A Sandhill Crane? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what I said. They think he's an actual bird. Right. That people just aren't seeing correctly. No. Some people say alien, which would explain the flight power. Yeah. Some people say harbinger of death or doom, a sign of, of destruction. Yeah. Some people actually say fallen angel who's trying to like warn, warn people. people. Um, and then some people believe that he is 
his own creature. Because why would they warn you? Like they are giving you these visions in advance. And also, why is it just, well, I guess it's not, it's, why is it happening on some disasters and not other disasters? Or are they just not being seen at the other disasters? Mm-hmm. Um, some people think that it's like a, like an interdimensional creature. That's mm-hmm. why we only see him sometimes. Like, like a time traveler? No, like another, you know how like there's multiple dimensions mm-hmm. and they're all kind of like rubbing next to each other. Okay. They're saying that he might be somebody or it might be something. I shouldn't gender right. specify. Um, but that it might be something that can kind of like break that barrier and come into our dimension a little bit, okay. check stuff out. And that's why we only see him sometimes. Um, and then some people think that it's just a good old fashioned hoax mm-hmm. and that the people, the the sweet, kind people of Point Pleasant, West Virginia made up the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And the people who didn't make it up just got wrapped up in the mass hysteria of it all. So yeah. there you go. What do you think, B? Well, for sure. I don't think they made it up. I mean... I think they definitely have something to base it off of. But I definitely do agree that they got wrapped up in the mass hysteria of it. Yeah. But I want to lean towards... I hadn't ever really considered it like a fallen angel aspect where they're there to, like, warn you. I like that. Yeah. I think that's fun. I am on the side, and I have been for a long time, I'm on the side of warning. Yeah. Because the the dreams... Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I never looked at it from that point of view and I think that's a really good but no other tragedies had any reoccurrences of that right like where the people talked about having no. these visions leading up to the event no yeah and so. and he wasn't as active in those other sites yeah yeah I think um I might in my book put him up there with like Bigfoot right like if he exists that's cool well, yeah locked but us. I'm not like mm-hmm convinced yeah. but i think a lot of people are very excited by the it's idea it's fun it is very fun yeah that's absolutely that's so that's why i make it like my fourth kind like i did i I got wrapped up in it in yeah. the moment and then i looked into it and i'm like oh it's nothing but it's still fun and it's, it's fun. exciting him and bigfoot and all that they're fun yeah aliens i 100 percent believe in yeah You'll never tell me that aliens aren't real. Don't exist. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we've seen them. Yeah. They might not even know we exist. It doesn't matter. But there's no way there's that in the whole universe, yeah. it's just us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho. <clears throat> um, the Mothman Prophecies 2002 is based on John, which you already knew. John played by Richard Gere. And if you're not a million years old like us, <laughs> just look him up. <laughs> Do you remember who his wife, Mary, is? I do not remember anything from the movie. Deborah Messing. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, something in my brain is, like, weird talking. Mm-hmm. Like, whisper talking. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kind of give, like, the watered down version because it is a good movie. I want people to watch it. And because we've got, you know, a real winner. Can't wait. To follow up with. Yeah, so Richard Gere, Deborah Messing, husband, wife, car accident. Deborah Messing is driving the car. She sees a flash, an image, something black, swooping, red eyes, Mm. right? Richard Gere does not see. They end up at the hospital. She gets a brain scan where they end up realizing she has a tumor. Of course, it's always a tumor. Which she ends up dying from. Oh, no. Okay. Real quick, is this taking place 
in the 60s? No. This is like a modern thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, after her death, John discovers drawings that Mary had made depicting <clears throat> a strange black winged creature with red eyes, which she did describe the night of the accident and that everyone obviously just dismissed. It's like, oh, it's from the tumor. She's seeing weird shit. Two years later, while driving to Richmond, Virginia for work, John gets lost. His car breaks down in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and needing help, he walks to the nearest house where he finds Gordon, who is played by Will Patton. Oh, yeah. A lot of you might remember Will Patton from episode 17 when I mentioned his role as Officer Hawkins in our Happy Halloween Eve, right, with Ed Kemper. Gordon greets him at the door with a gun, detains him, calls the cops. The cop is Officer Connie, played by Laura Linney. Oh, my God. Laura Linney was... Attorney Aaron Bruner from episode 55, Buffet of Demons. Jesus. Where we did the exorcism of Emily Rose. So many drinks to take. Cheers. Cheers to that, man. Drink up, everybody. We're on page one. Mm -hmm. Also, I will say, since you said mine reminded you of Jeepers Creepers, the whole his wife having a premonition and then dying thing reminds me of Signs. Mm. Mel Gibson's wife, Mm -hmm. who was dying, and she was saying gibberish, and like, oh, she's just saying, because remember, she's like, water, bat, hit a home run, Casey, or whatever she was saying. (laughs) And then it ended up being like how you defeated the aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay. So according to Gordon, John has been here before. He keeps doing this shit. He keeps showing up. And John has no, no memory? No. Oh, scary. Could you imagine if someone said that about you? I'd be so embarrassed. Right. <laughs> and Officer Connie is looking at John, who's obviously like this respectable, well-dressed, like city man, right? Versus Gordon, who's like welcoming a people at hillbilly. the tour with a fucking shotgun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So she's like, don't worry about it. There's been some shit going on in Point Pleasant. Like, the whole town's on edge. Right? Anyways, John gets wrapped up in the whole fucking thing. He ends up going down the rabbit hole. Officer Connie's like, don't get involved. She's having a dream where she's seeing, like, the number 39. Gordon tells him something about some guy named, like, Ingrid Cold. Or whatever, who warned him that so many people were going to die. And there's a plane crash and the people die. He gets the guy to talk to John on the phone. He knows shit about John that no one else would know. Like really intimate shit. So John's like, all right, this is some kind of supernatural like being. John starts having a dream about a bridge. It's the same thing. The Ohio River. Yep. All of it. So he assumes, though, that it's going to be like a local mayor or governor or somebody is going to a new plant opening, like a factory or some shit on the river. And John's like, boom, that's where it's going to be. That's where the tragedy is going to be. Oh, okay. So he goes, freaks everybody out. Nothing happens. He looks like a lunatic. You good? Did you hear that? No. Oh. 
Ooh. And me neither. <laughs> so it's just like this. Oh, fun. Yeah. I love that. Great. So, <laughs> let's just keep going, huh? So nothing happens. He looks loony Timmy's. Okay. People are telling him, let it go. He can't fucking let it go. So he goes to see like the local authority on the Mothman. And this guy is adamant. Like you cannot stop the prophecy. The more involved you get, the more it gets to know you, the more it's going to like take advantage of you, use you. And, um, he gets a call that tells him if you want to talk to your wife, like go home, go back to the city go to your house and on christmas eve she's gonna call you that's terrifying okay officer connie is obviously like don't fucking do it yeah it sounds like a trap right would you want to do it to talk to my dead wife no no it's scary <laughs> right good. no i'm fucking good i've seen enough horror movies to know a trap when i fucking he goes, hear a trap he goes and either way Connie gets him to come back. Like, I don't want you to be alone. And it's when he's coming back. She, for whatever reason, is on the bridge. He drives up to the silver bridge. Mm -hmm. There's a malfunctioning light. And because of it, there's too many cars on. And it fucking collapses. Yeah. And he saves the day. He jumps into the water. Because, you know, a journalist... Is qualified to do such. Yeah. <laughs> Saves her, pulls her out. And when they're sitting in the back of the ambulance, it's like, um, whatever number I said, like 39 or whatever, they found 38 victims. Like she would have been. Oh. She would have been number 39. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a very, like I said, very watered down. That's the whole thing? Mothman prophecies. Well, that's what I'm, it's a good movie. I want people What's to- What's the whisper talking? The whisper talking is on the phone. That's what I thought. Yeah, it does. Like it, it's the Ingrid Cold. Like he's not. It's the supernatural being. It's like yeah. When he's releasing the the like the the intimate details and oh okay, you know, getting the call from your you know you're gonna talk to your wife and the <gasps> you know, yeah because a lot yeah it's a good movie. Perfect. How many knives do you give it? Well, I didn't even know. Until um, recently that it was connected to, like you said, the John person. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it with the bridge and everything. I'm going to give it a three. Fantastic. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I think it's a good movie. When I watched it as a kid, I got wrapped up in it. And now watching it as an adult, it's the ability to, you don't really, it's not gory. Right. It's yeah. not it's not that kind of a movie. It's the kind of movie where you get stuck in your head. Yeah. And when you allow your brain to just kind of take over and again, the evidence pictures and the interviews and it's the mm-hmm. people and their mm-hmm. their storytelling of their seeing of the Mothman. That's it's good. It still got me. Yeah. It still gave me like the heat. And like what you're describing, it does feel very early 2000s. Yeah. I can picture in my head exactly how it's shot. Mm hmm. Real quick, did you see the um, the special like gorilla style promotions they did for the movie Smile? No. So there's a new 
air quote horror movie because nothing ever scares us oh. anymore. But a scary movie called Smile. Okay. And the people in it are smiling super creepy. I don't mm-hmm. know what it has to do with what, but in the trailer, they're like got a big, goofy, creepy smile on their face. So what they did to promote the movie, so fucking genius, they sent whoever out, hired people to sit behind home plate at baseball games, at MLB games, mm-hmm. and just sit there and, and smile. smile. And sometimes they stand up and just stand up and smile super creepy, but they smile the whole fucking time. And because they're behind home plate, they're Everyone right in the camera. Sees Everyone sees it. And they even sent a person to, um, you know how on Good Morning America, they have the like window where people stand, like New Yorkers wave. They sent someone out there to do it. Mm-hmm. So they did this like guerrilla style promotion with just creepy smiling people at places. I haven't seen anything about this i know and i'm like genius fucking marketing literally genius marketing so smart i hope they do more stuff like that because that's what it it reminded me of old school blair witches Mm -hmm. marketing where they really sold us on this idea that it was because we had never seen a found footage movie before that didn't exist and so they sold us on the fact that they were promoting it like an indie movie like we found this footage in the woods and now we are like releasing it to the public yeah and then, of course, we're like, oh, no, they're just full of shit. But there for a minute, it was like exciting. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I love that type of marketing. Wow. Well, now I'm curious. Yeah, See, I'm smile. Mm-hmm. Stuck smiling for the rest of your life. <laughs> I got a pretty creepy smile. That's That was more of an awkward smile. Oh. They're like a big grin, but also like a... Um, like a very kind of I'm being forced clownish Mm -hmm. smile Mm -hmm. anyways let's get a seltzer whenever you're ready busy and now for the cherry on top the creme de la creme piece de resistance oh my god we're so French speaking of France (laughs) mothman Thank you, Tubby, for sending us the vibes. Tubby coming through. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I'm very excited when we see like creepy, woodsy vibes, the sounds of twigs breaking in the background, and it's as if someone's walking in the woods behind you. Mm, terrifying. There's a young woman floating on a tube in the lake, dangling her hand in the water, when suddenly we hear a loud scream and the girl falls into the lake. But it's just her friends and they're playing a prank. They're so silly. They're so quirky. There are six childhood friends camping out to celebrate the end of high school. And of course, they're telling each other, like, nothing's going to change. Like, we're still going to be friends when we move away to college. Everything will be fine. Mm. One kid, Jared, has to bring his younger brother, Jamie, along. He's babysitting for the night. It's a real downer for the partying. So they think it's going to be fun to play a trick on him. They tell him the legend of the Mothman, and they dare him to go for a night swim. And once in the water, all of the older teens start to pull Jamie down by his feet, dragging him into the water. So scary. Like what Jason. A fun game. Yeah. So scary. Right? A girl, Katie, tries to speak up, but the group collectively tells her to chill. And I immediately flash back to episode 47. 
the Nick Markowitz. Markowitz. Mm-hmm. When they told the girl, Susan, just yeah. take a volume. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Calm down, Susan. Right? It's not that big of a deal, Susan. Yeah, That's that was good. Basically, Katie, it's yeah. all. Yeah, what's so just It's ar- funny. Fucking around, Katie. Oh, they're the worst. Katie is played by Jewel State. And the only reason this is relevant is because she's going to be in the new Quantum Leap reboot that we there talked about. There you go. She's lives. making big moves. First, two, 2010's Mothman. Yeah. And now Quantum Leap. And you brought it 2. up on 0. our last episode. Fuck yeah. <laughs> the remake no one needed. Uh, everyone, of course, realizes at this point Jamie's missing. He never came back above the surface. Older brother Jared. Took them this long to figure that shit out? Older brother Jared's like, oh, come on, Jamie. Stop fucking around. And then they see Jamie's lifeless body floating in the water. This is when we have our I know what you did last summer moment. Mm -hmm. Right? You've got all these high school friends where it's like this decision now is going to affect us for the rest of our life. So Jamie's not playing a prank back on them. Right. No, he's dead. dead. All uh, now and then. Yeah. No, he's he's dead, dead. So it's like, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to call the cops? No. One kid, Casey, decides that it's best for the group if they agree that Jamie hit his head, causing him to drown. But the problem is, is there's nothing fucking wrong with Jamie's head. Yeah. So now they have to either smash it with something or smash it onto something. So they each get to pick up a rock and have a swing. I really hope. I don't know what type of movie this is. I don't know if it's an actual horror movie. But I hope whoever the horror villain is takes Jamie's big brother and fucking throws him off a goddamn cliff. Right. Fuck you, dude. Other teenagers being shitty are one thing, but your little brother... Fuck you. They would have to kill me, too. You'd have to kill both of us. I'm not letting you desecrate my little brother's body. Mm -mm. You're out of your fucking mind. It also reminded me of how fucking furious I was with the out of their mind fucking mistakes in episode 49 with Bobby Kent. Do you remember how fucking mad I was? All those fucking losers, how they each took a turn beating yeah. the shit out of him and left him for the crabs to eat. And I guess I have to re-listen to that episode, too. Oh, my God. So it was wild. Oh, fuck. So that was the kids. They all mm-hmm. planned his death at the Pizza Hut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking can't with these kids. Basically, it's when you get these groups of high school kids together and the mentality mm-hmm. and it's like they all feed off of mm-hmm. it. And like I said, that not that I could ever like understand or condone it because I would never do never. that. There's not enough peer pressure in the world to make me do that shit. But it's another level. If you're the sibling, mm-hmm. you would literally have to kill me in those woods before I would let you even. Oh, shit. It really is spooky season, y'all. It's been so long. <laughs> Did it touch the laptop? Not even close. Woo! Not even close. It's a spooky season miracle. It really is. All right. Let's get a towel. That's exciting. That was exciting. There's a banana towel right there in my bathroom. All right. We're back, baby. <laughs> God. Are we? Are we though? I'm twisted up in myself. All right. I know what you did last summer moment with these losers. 
We jump forward 10 years. Oh, boy. To Washington, D.C., where Katie has moved and started working as a journalist. Oh, perfect. Just like John. (laughs) Her next big assignment is to go home to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and cover the Mothman Festival. Fantastic. I would love to go. I know. She, of course, tries to get out of it, but knows that it's her big break. and <laughs> Her big break. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, her boss is also like a real dick. Like, come on. Yeah. You know. So, go figure. The day she drives into town, it's the anniversary of Jamie's death. And conveniently, she almost hits her old boyfriend, Derek, with her car. He tells her, let's meet up at the bar later. The whole group is going to be meeting up to drink in Jamie's honor. You fuckers. Wait, you're talking about the group of the people who like yep, hit his death, right? Smash. Fuck his you. <laughs> so the whole gang is present. I hate these people. I, I hope know. they all get ran over by a train. <laughs> Except for Katie talking about the different ways that they dealt with the grief from that night. Some blame Katie for leaving like she abandoned them to deal with the mess. Mm. Jamie's brother, Jared, seems to be acting strangely, but he won't tell the group what's up. He's just like, no, I'm just not feeling well. When Katie does eventually arrive, you can tell that the whole group is like, whoa, like you can cut the tension with a knife, right? Like it's like she showed up. And they order a round of shots, and they drink to old friends. Katie reveals that she's going to cover the festival, and she's informed that Jared, Jamie's brother, is the local historian on the subject of the Mothman now. Fantastic. And not only that, all the hauntings in West Virginia, and uh, they kind of poke fun at him, like, you know, ooh, he believes in the boogeyman. I mean, that's a lot of hauntings to be Mm -hmm. an expert in. He tells Katie she never should have come back. And then he sees a pair of red eyes reflected at him from the glass on the table. And he quickly excuses himself. Katie takes the hint and she leaves Derek insisting on driving back herself and goes to her motel. We see Jared at his mobile home loading up a shotgun when a huge shadow creeps up behind him with red eyes. Ooh. So this Mothman in this movie is like a person in those dollar store, like, meshy tapestries. Oh, this is like a person. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's not a Mothman. I mean, it's like. It's a man dressed as a moth. It's like kind of shadowy, but it's like the face itself. It's like there's no. I don't know. It looks like a man. It looks like a sunken in, like, face. So, but my question is, is in the movie, is it clear that it's a man dressed up as a moth or is it just that the movie didn't have the budget for a good enough costume? I don't think the movie had the budget. Got it. Yeah. I thought you were going to tell me it's like a serial killer dressed as a moth. No, no, no. I'm like, wow, what a twist. (laughs) What a great idea. Don't get so excited. That'd be so fun. Calm down with your great ideas. No, I'm so sorry. They're like, it's the Mothman. Oh, you thought it was about that Mothman? Yeah. No. No. This is a serial killer dressed as a moth, stupid. <laughs> okay. That would have been incredible. <sighs> okay. 
We watch Jared scream for help as the creature wraps its black wings around him before we cut to black. And the next morning, Katie goes to check on Jared and instead finds Derek doing the same thing, but neither can find him. Neither happen to see the blood splattered all across the fucking side and back of the RV. Easy to miss. Mm -hmm. Derek decides he's going to tag along as Katie goes to check out the festival. They get some interviews from the locals on the Mothman myth. One lady tells them it's the Mothman's job to wash the town of its sinners by spreading their blood and warns them that they'll be next. Okay. Another man, Frank, claims to be the only living survivor of the Mothman, saying that 70 years ago in the local jail, two deputies decided to play a joke on the town drunk who was sleeping one off. They thought it would be funny to let a bunch of snakes loose in his cell while he was sleeping. The man or the police officers failing to realize that the snakes were poisonous. A few years later, they were found dead with their eyes missing. And this is when we realized that Frank, too, has his eyes missing. So it's like, ooh. <laughs> Back at the bar, old friend Richard, who you personally might remember oh. as his role of feral teen in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> Episode storyteller. Amazing. <laughs> I just, I had to. It's a Buffy. Yeah. I mean, it's we're dealing with I'm just, a very low budget <laughs> cast. I'm just laughing because I'm like, there's so many feral teens in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> right. No, feral teen in episode storytellers. Mm -hmm. Okay. He is sitting in the back room starting to break down over his shots of whiskey. He too sees the red eyes glowing at him from a mirror hanging on the wall. And he contemplates killing himself, but he doesn't have the balls to do it. To do it. And it doesn't matter. To do it. To do it. To do it. But it doesn't matter because the Mothman is there to do the job. To do with the job. To do with. You can tell you've been watching Hocus Pocus. That's right. where that came from. <laughs> Everyone in the bar can hear him screaming. The gun goes off a few times, but the door is locked. People run out of the bar not knowing what the fuck's going on. But Richard's girlfriend, Sally, who was also there the night that Jamie died, knows exactly what's going on. And she sees the Mothman looking back at her in a reflection from behind the bar. It stalks her around the bar, but she manages to get to her car to drive away. Not that that fucking matters, because the Mothman does something to cause the car to fail, and he attacks her, wings and all, in the car, blood everywhere. So this Mothman is definitely, no questions asked. Oh, he's going for it. A bad guy. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. At the festival... Katie and Derek see three police cars speed in the direction of the bar and they follow. And even though police found Richard with his fucking eyes gouged out and Mothman written in blood. Who could have ever done it? They rule his death a suicide. What? How are you digging out your own eyeballs? What are you talking about? 
Katie knows it wasn't a suicide, and so she goes to old man Frank, hoping that he might be able to help. And according to Frank, Point Pleasant is the only land in West Virginia never to have been occupied by Native Americans because they knew it was already fucked up. Let me just clear my throat before I go on top of my soapbox real quick. Here's something about the real Point Pleasant. It's funny that you've mentioned Native Americans. Okay, yeah. Um, nothing to do with that. I feel like the the gall to say that the audacity that the movie makers had to not do a smidge of research. There was one thing about Point Pleasant that didn't sit right with me, and that's the fact that they're so fucking proud of how many indigenous people they've killed. They wear it right as a badge of honor. So the first, the air quote. What is seen as the recognized first battle of the Revolutionary War happened in Point, Point Pleasant. Pleasant. And it was a battle between somebody. I don't even know if it was the red coats or the blue coat. Okay. Is that who it was? Red and blue? Um, girl, you are asking the wrong person, but it sounds good. So USA versus British, right? Whichever one. I don't know which troops it was. Let's say it's USA versus local indigenous tribes. And they were, um, I'm not sure what popped off. I don't know why the natives were involved. I'm sure there's some political shit in there. But the white people fucking won and slaughtered them all and got access to some fucking river or something or another, right? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Good for you. The point is, besides the Mothman, that's the most famous thing to ever happen to that town. That's and they fucking up. love it. They have national parks, like, um, dedicated to it. They have, like, reenactments they're like oh the first battle that we won fucking killing indians you're like okay i guess so legit no they make a point to say native americans because they knew that the land was already fucked up no it's because they were all killed by fucking union troops or whoever it was it's not the union but someone was definitely killed because as history has taught us (laughs) there have been numerous wars between us fucking white settlers and the Native Americans. At some point, they talk about how these settlers capture a Native warrior and they torture him to death. But before he died, he unleashed the evil that was lying in Point Pleasant. Sounds like a very racist, weird movie. I do not stand behind this at all. This is wild. So, the evil that is the Mothman <laughs> enters. Have you seen a picture of an like, artist rendering of the Mothman? <laughs> it's like a cute, furry little moth, but just big with legs. No. no. Enters the body of the native warrior. Mm-hmm. So, he could not be killed by the white savages. Oh, my God. Instead, they have to lock him in a mirrored tomb. Of course. (laughs) Because of this, the Mothman can only get to us from a reflective surface. Wow. Right, because you've noticed, I've said, he's been like in a mirror. Oh, right. reflection behind the bar or in the glass. 
This is when Katie takes a look around and notices that Frank has no reflective surfaces in his house. Everything's fucking covered. Love it. And doesn't Frank also not have eyeballs? Correct. Wow. So he's double safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only can he not see the mirrors, but the mirrors aren't even there. So don't have to worry about it. She gets a call from Derek, who's just found Sally's dead body. I cannot believe that they made this shit up so heavy about the Mothman. What? <laughs> I knew it was so perfect. It's wild. They just they were they just heard the term Mothman and then just went <laughs> off on their own direction. It's in Point Pleasant. It is in Point and Pleasant. There, and there's a festival. And they do hate Indians, so it all works out. <laughs> okay get it together i'm Uh, fine okay they arrange to meet at katie's motel derek arrives just as the mothman is emerging from the tv and grabbing katie by her legs dragging her from the end of the bed who do you think of the ring oh sorry was that not the right answer They're emerging from the TV, the ring. No, you're right. I didn't even think about the ring at all. I thought about Freddy Krueger. Oh, yeah. Sorry. As soon as someone emerges creepy from a TV, now my brain goes to the ring. No, you're right. I didn't even think about that at all. Yes, Freddy Krueger. Yes, absolutely. And that's because we discussed it on episode 27 with Daniel Gonzalez. Of course. Of course. The Freddy Krueger killer. Which had nothing to do with Freddy Krueger. No, just that he really liked him. Yeah, just that he really <laughs> liked Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Derek bursts through the door just in time to save Katie. And once in the car, Katie has Derek smash all of the mirrors. They try to explain to their friends what's going on, telling them that they'll be next. And they smash every reflective surface in sight. And they look like fucking crazy pants. Katie goes back to old man Frank for help, and we learn finally that the Mothman has been after Frank ever since he was a young man. One day, he and his friends were out drinking and driving, and they accidentally killed a boy on a bike. And very similarly to the bad guy from the most recent season of stranger things yep that's exactly what it reminded yeah, yeah, me yeah 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 yeah. which also had a lot of like freddy krueger undertones yep. mm-hmm. and robert um england england was in there he yeah. was the guy with no eyes with no fucking eyes oh that's right there was no he eyes then took too. his own fucking eyes out we have to have a real talk with the creators of stranger things it uh, feels yeah. like they bit this movie <laughs> off oh good they'd made it much better watch stranger <laughs> things and cut this fucking they were like look we can take these ideas because mm-hmm. no one's ever seen this movie and they'll <laughs> never know Anywho's, where are we? Okay. So, Mothman needs to look into the eyes of its victim, so Frank tore his own eyes out to protect himself. Katie asks, is there any other way <laughs> to survive than rip my fucking eyes out? And Frank's like, yes. There's an old box with a sharp piece of bone in it. The bone belonged to the native warrior, and if you shed your own blood... At the location that the Mothman took form, you'll be released from his curse. So why didn't he just do that? That's a really good fucking question. (laughs) Why did he go straight to eyeball gouging? That Katie never thought to ask. I'm just saying. You went straight to ripping out your own eyeballs if you knew there was another answer? No. So... 
Casey, not sure if he believes Katie and Derek, is looking for Jared, who we already know is dead. Casey gets to Jared's trailer, finds what's left of Jared, splattered on the trailer, calls his girlfriend. We see her cell phone vibrating on like the floor next to her dead body. She's gone. So we've got our three surviving friends. We've got Casey, and we've got Derek, and we've got Katie. Okay? Mm-hmm. They go to the location of the Mothman's creation. Derek cuts himself first, then Casey and Katie. And finally, when their blood hits the ground, the Mothman hand breaks through the ashes as if it's just been released from the other side. Okay. It no longer needs the reflective surfaces. Oh, great. So now he's just out and about. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So it's chasing these three friends around this mill or whatever. Uh, they get into their truck. They drive away. Casey's in the back, like in the bed. He gets scooped up and taken away by the Mothman. For whatever reason, they go back to Frank's house for more help. Frank's all, please leave me the fuck alone. Well, but also, like, he just told you this was going to release you from the curse. They haven't figured out yet. Like, Frank's not on their side. He's on oh, the Mothman side. Oh, interesting. They just released I him. I didn't figure that out this whole time. No, they okay. just released him. So Frank ends up locking them up in the basement. And we realize um, that he's on his side. And he tells us the boy on the bike that got killed that day was his little brother. Mm. Frank got left to take the blame for it because the boy who was driving the car came from a wealthy family. Mm -hmm. And so he's been bitter about it ever since. And it's up to him and the Mothman to serve justice. Perfect. Right? The dynamic duo. There you go. So they have a lot in common and they believe that these kids need to die (laughs) i don't disagree frank leaves them there but for whatever reason they of course find their way out and not only that casey's still alive hey where was he at right they he get a little tour of the mothman's nest for real they make a quick escape and go to the festival where at the town hall, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Mothman. Yeah, yay. We got old man Frank at the podium telling everybody about how it's time for the town to pay. The Mothman flies down, swoops Frank away. After that, the Mothman attacks and kills Mayor Dinkins. You might remember Mayor Dinkins. <laughs> From his gory death in Friday the 13th, part six, oh, Jason yeah. lives mentioned on episode 19 for the Bodum Lake murders. I would for sure remember that. You're right. Who, who would not who remember that performance? Right. Woo. Oscar worthy. While distracted, tearing up the mayor's body, Casey drives up and hits the Mothman with the truck. The two go crashing into a fun house, but it's only fun for the Mothman. He finally gets to kill Casey through a windshield and then goes after Derek and Katie. Katie, for whatever reason, manages this perfect fucking shot to make the whole truck explode. Yeah. And they celebrate like, ha ha, we killed him. Right. Because you make a car explode. Of course. You've never seen a movie before. Mm -hmm. 
Not just a movie, a horror movie. And just like that, the Mothman is about to kill Katie when she remembers she has the bone fragment, which she uses to stab him, turning him to dust. Oh. And then baby moths. Of course. Fly away. And it kind of reminded me of like, the Candyman because he's made out of bees. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. The next day, we see Derek wake up in the hospital and Katie is sitting by his side. She leans in to give him a kiss, and when she pulls away, her eyes are red, <gasps> and moths are flying out of her mouth. Oh, shit. And the camera pulls away! Oh, my God! Bow, bow, bow. <clears throat> so Katie's the new moth man? She's the, the moth woman? The, there you go. Moth woman. Incredible. What a movie. What a movie. Nothing to do with moth man. No, but so fun. All right, what do you give it? How many knives? I mean, to do with the Mothman? To no, do no, no, no. Just as a movie. I'm going to a three. Another I, three. It was great. Wow. No name actors. Yeah. But again, like I'm saying, it gave me like PG-13, campy. Silly. Yeah. Like fun. slumber party vibes. Yeah, super fun. It's so fun. Great. That's the kind of Mothman where it's all like. Rah! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. So, yeah, I had to do both. Fantastic. Well, good thing. Thank you, Tubby. Yeah. Shout out. I know. Like I said, the podcast gods are like, bitch, you thought your work was done. No, this is. Leaving. We have the jewel, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, cr the perfect thing. And then also the perfect thing. The fact that I go to the fucking dollar store. You saw my arts and craft project for my look of the week tonight. Yes, I know. They had everything you needed. Mm hmm. It's so funny. So I've had it for like a week and my daughter's obsessed with it. Mom, why do you have this? Mom, can I wear this? Mom, what are we? And, I'm like, and what is it? Right. So at the dollar store, I'm assuming it's like a superhero-y type of like mask wing for like a little kid, like a Halloween costume. But for me, I spray painted it black and I cut a piece of it off to kind of make like a beak. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna make my head kind of look like there are wings coming out from it and I got like yeah. a, a what did you call it the I don't know baklava is way easier oh, which yeah. is the dessert <laughs> right, a the baklava baklava mm -hmm. so we're gonna see what I come up with but I'd like you to try to catch me in a reflection oh I think you're gonna say in flight in a reflection perfect like in like if you're looking in a mirror or yeah. something yeah and of course i considered like blocking out the eyes and making them just straight up red or doing makeup around my eyes and i'm like no i'll just get super high <laughs> yeah you could or i could just go in with like and just like draw them in yeah mm -hmm. that's fine too that either way We'll figure it out. Wow, what a great look of the week. It's going to be so fun. We haven't had one this creative in so long. It, it's been a, yeah. But we got to kick off spooky season somehow. Of course. Of course. Of course. Can't wait. <laughs> wow, incredible. Mm -hmm. Incredible movies. Two. What like I said, more? Mothman Prophecies is for sure a good watch. If it's like a drizzly, rainy And it's night, like a real movie. With real act. Yeah, it's a real and, yeah, movie. no. This other one, this bullshit other one is, is, a, like, is so fun. If, yeah, I'm talking like 
your kids could watch for like a slumber party. Yeah, or and like so, girls night. Because mm-hmm, there's no like, it wasn't like a lot of swearing or boobs or like even that much gore. It was just like a lot of cheesy blood mm-hmm. and just stupid choices and bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I like this idea of Mothman as like a serial killer. That's mm-hmm. fun. Like I said, if you look at the images from this movie, it's like a guy with a sunken in face. It's I ridiculous. can't wait to see it's him. So stupid. And if you look at the Mothman from, from like the actual case, about, is like yeah. a cute, sweet little fuzzy mm-hmm. Mothy man. No, no, I'm going like in between. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, we had talked about this earlier. Speaking of indigenous people, if you guys want to go online and sign a petition, November they're trying to repeal. The Indian Child Welfare Act, which means that that the Indian Child Welfare Act means that tribes are in charge of whether or not their children of their tribe can be fostered out to non-native families. And if you take that power away from them, we have a handmaid's tale situation where other families are going to be able to strip kids away from indigenous families. And you will see the rate of indigenous mothers losing their children fucking skyrocket because yeah. they'll find any reason to take them away and give them to other race of families. So, you know, go online, do some research. There's a petition you can sign. There you go. Love it. November, I think, is what Native American History Month. So maybe November 1st, I'll post the link for the petition because the hearing's on the 9th. So Perfect. anyways... There you go. You can do that. So should we get into this Fenty? I can't wait. I cannot wait. This is all you. I've never. I'm so excited. Of, yeah, I've never thought about it. Nothing. The only I've only ever been as excited as when we got Baccarat and that did live up to the hype. That yeah. was. That's the only one. The best. The only one. That's so but Fenty, everyone says Rihanna is the best smelling person on earth. And then since our last proclamation or whatever, where I said I wanted to smell like a fancy hotel Hotel. you want to smell like the hotel itself i've looked that up and i've also purchased some perfumes where people say that that this scent reminds them of like a hotel lobby mm -hmm. or like a five-star resort like a guerrero chamelier and a hermes (laughs) and a carolina herrera and uh yeah a replica so replica is a perfume brand yeah they have a very famous, um, like, by the fireside. So the replica I got is supposed to smell like sunscreen. like Fantastic. A, like The one you gave me, I loved. I can't remember what the, which one that was, but the one that smelled like summer and sunscreen, mm-hmm. I loved that one. Yeah. It smelled so good. And then the other, the Carolina Herrera. Carolina. It, Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Shaped like a fucking stiletto heel. Oh, yeah. It's I don't know what that or... smells like, but I've seen it a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, So I'm like, that alone. I'm like. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Just so to I, even I have. I got a sample of that. And then, again, this Gruyere <laughs> and Hermes. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, yeah. We love it. Because if I'm going to get all these samples, these like $3 samples, if I'm paying four dollars for shipping i'm like well i'm gonna get at least five samples for sure so and this is my favorite time of year to start wearing my type of perfumes Mm -hmm. like summer i just feel like some of my favorite perfumes are a little too heavy for summer so i get excited for fall because we do we talk about it ad nauseum 
We like, I love the smoky, the, he- you know, a little bit heavier, the smoky vanilla. So can you do me a favor while I'm busting into the packaging? Can you look up online what the notes are? Do you have a phone? Do you have your phone? Okay. I was going to say. Okay. I can look it up on your phone. So yeah, she's going to look up the notes. I take it out of its cute little packaging. And of course I'm smoking because we all know. That we've got to mix the two, otherwise it's not authentic. And I know that the original, oh, fuck, so bright. The original packaging is beautiful. I do like that, like, dark amber mm-hmm. colored bottle. Because so, details, a quote from the queen herself, Rihanna. This exudes everything I feel, everything I am, and everything I want to be. Okay. Its scent type is warm floral. Its keynotes are magnolia, musk, tangerine, and Bulgarian rose. Ooh. The scent, a deeply intimate fragrance that's complex, vibrant, raw, spicy, and sweet all at once. Magnolia, musk, tangerine, and Bulgarian rose create a sensual, warm floral, finished with unexpected touches of vanilla, blueberry, coconut, Geranium and patchouli. Patchouli's in fucking everything. I know. Fenty eau de parfum. Eau de parfum. Expresses itself uniquely on each wearer for a -a one-of-a-kind scent that is all heart and pure soul. The inspiration. What began as a garden walk in the global center of perfume. (laughs) Became an unapologetic expression of my full and true essence. The experience begins as soon as you lay eyes on the bottle. This isn't about a fantasy. I want you to experience truth. Fenty Eau du Perfume is for remembering what's real. I made a fragrance for myself and am now sharing it with you. You never forget it. Love, Rihanna. All right. That was a lot to say about perfume, Rihanna. <laughs> I don't know that I smelled any of that. <laughs> You don't smell. You don't smell Bulgarian rose. I smell incense. Oh, is that that's the patchouli? It smells like patchouli. It smells like a shop where you would go to buy a pipe. Patchouli. Mm-hmm. That's patchouli, babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I didn't smell nice. You do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is though. It's just perfume. It smells like. It's just perfume. Mm-hmm. It it's does not. It's not Anything any special. No. It's just perfume. Yeah. yeah. I think it smells nice. Okay. I would wear it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd spend $140 on no. it. Because it's just perfume. It is. Yeah, there's nothing. And it does smell a little old lady-ish. Okay. I guess that's, yeah. Uh-huh. It smells a lot like my mom. That's. I guess that's the musky. Yeah, because my mom wears, to this day, her signature scent Jo- was it Giovanna Vanilla Musk is my mother's scent till the day she but dies. This doesn't have much vanilla. To no, it. but it's that like kind of sweet musky. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so a- yeah, it smells like my mom. Mm-hmm. Doesn't smell bad. No. But I would not buy one hundred and forty dollars worth. This can't be Rihanna. Listen, who knows? The scent journey we've oh. taken. Okay, so I guess since we last recorded, my daughter lost her tooth. Yay! And we scented that last fucking awful perfume. Yeah. The Killian. The Killian Joy Love Joy or whatever. So I put it in a little bottle. 
mm-hmm. and watered it down. And that's what I sprayed her like little $2 bill with. Yeah. And glittered it. And she's like, it smells like candy. Oh, she, cute. Yeah, she, she loved, loved it. Uh-huh. She loved the smell of it. Great. Mm-hmm. We're reusing. Mm-hmm. And it really. Like, oh, it was bad. No, not that. I mean, like, this perfume is strong. Oh, yeah. It's like taking up the room here. Mm-hmm. I can smell it everywhere. <laughs> and we just, it's the smallest vial. We didn't yeah. even spritz it. No, I just put it on my wrists and I've I can smell it. One little, uh huh. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Sure. I've been happier with like body sprays from CVS. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. It is what it is. Yeah. Have fun, guys. Take a sample. Uh, I don't trust anyone online anymore now. The shit they come, like, all that shit I just read on the website. Uh, where is it? <laughs> I don't smell any rose. I don't smell any Bulgarian rose. I don't, tangerine? Not even there. They're just making shit up at this oh, point. Yeah. I smell a little patchouli. Yeah. I smell a little vanilla. Right. And a little, a little musk. musk. Yeah. That, that's, that's the it. scent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything else is a wash. It smells like, um... Smells like a perfume ad you'd get in a magazine. Yeah, you know how those all smell the it same. It smells like a fucking magazine. Yeah, not even like- the perfume ad. It <laughs> smells like the the dirty. No, it smells ink. like no. It smells like the perfume magazine. Mm, the little no. like thing you open up. Kids don't know what we're talking about, but back in our day, <laughs> when you got shit in the mail, you got free samples of mm-hmm. perfume. Air quote in the magazine, but it all just smelled the same. None yeah. of it smelled different. No. Fantastic. Well, <sighs> what a way to kick off spooky season. So what were you going to look into the... I don't remember. The, the, no, you said there was like a toasted fireside marshmallow. So that's the replica. Okay. But the alt has... So alt has their version of replicas. Gotcha. Which is the fireside marshmallow. Okay. I'll probably order that next because I'm almost out of my crystal 23 or whatever. My... Oh. Mm-hmm. My whatever knockoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably order that next. And um, also we want to look into, I want to look into the funeral home perfume. That was it. That was what if that's one. the best smelling perfume we've uh, ever smelled is the funeral home. And then have you heard, I think it's called Fle, and it's missing person. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's all over it. TikTok. Yeah. But it's the same thing, right? I hear the notes mm-hmm. that people describe and they sound great. And I'm like, but these notes sounded great too. And yeah, people hype this shit up. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you want a trusted, tried and true, best money for your buck, just get Clinique happy and live your life. Seriously. Clinique happy will get you through any day. Yeah. And it'll smell great. Everyone loves it. It's a classic for a reason. It's clean packaging. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's always my go to. At the end of the day, you can always fall back on Clinique happy and live your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Perfect. It's just so funny that we've gone through this journey and it's like finding just a fucking. Oh, somebody gave me a wreck. I'll have to look it up for next episode. Somebody on Instagram was like, I'm listening to your episodes. You guys are going on a perfume journey. Here's my recommendation. So I'll have to look it up. Damn you. I just remembered. I'll look it up. I promise. And I think you owed us. uh, I didn't do it. So don't even fucking ask. (sighs) That's for next week. Fine. Fine. We have to get out of here because I'm going to pee my pants in five seconds. I'll pee on you. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for coming in. Spooky season. We have two more episodes coming up for That'd y'all. Be great. They're getting spookier and spookier each week. I cannot wait. I'm really excited. It's October. You know, we'll have some fun. Maybe we'll post pictures of our like decorated yards for y'all. Mm-hmm. We'll see. 
But anyways, either way, we'll see you next week and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.